Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. Holly is a wife, mom, coach, and entrepreneur. She wears these and many more hats while running three successful businesses, a gym, online nutrition program, and commercial cleaning company. She brings a unique perspective to everyday life with her spicy, no-nonsense attitude. Holly helps her clients keep it simple with small tweaks that over time add up to big life changes. With that, let's get on with today's episode. Here's my friend, Holly Cochran, an incredible human you need to be listening to every Monday. Well, hello there, friends and family and the odd strangers that join me on the Monday Matters podcast with Holly Cochran. And today, I am not by myself just going to yap in your ear. I have a guest today, Dr. Node Smith, who I am so fortunate to call a friend. And I'm going to introduce him today and get him to tell us a little bit about himself and how he has landed here in Fort Capel. But the focus of our conversation today will be about health mapping. We're having a workshop at the gym here on August the 19th. So if you're listening to this podcast before that Friday night, stay tuned and listen. Otherwise, be on his website to find other opportunities for health mapping experiences if this podcast interests you. So welcome, Mm. Dr. Nogue. Thank you, Holly. And yep. I okay. kind words and I too I too am, am blessed to have you as a friend yeah I've act, so, absolutely loved getting to know you and your family and hanging out and working out at the gym it's been it's been an absolute pleasure and a and a, a, a gift I am very glad that when I found out we had a naturopath in town I sent a random email to your wife um, and I <laughs> when I sent the email to your wife we were at a volleyball tournament and I said to my husband, I'm making us some new friends. There's some naturopaths in town. There's going to be some weird people like that like to eat like us. We're going to be friends with them. And yep. here we are <laughs> sharing barbecue and eating weird things together. So thank you. Um, so one of the questions I get asked a lot when I tell people that uh, Dr. Node is coaching at the gym or we're going to hang out with Node and Charity is how did you end up in Fort Capel? Tell us yeah. just a little tiny bit about why you are here and why we get to be blessed with two naturopaths. Mm, yeah, so it, it, I mean, it's really not that exciting of a story. We're both, my wife Charity and I were living in Portland, Oregon, going to school at the National University of Natural Medicine there in Portland. And uh, my wife's from Drake, Saskatchewan, which is just, uh, just south of Humboldt. And so she's from a Mennonite family. So there's, you know, like 300 of them and they all, almost all of them live up here. And so, um, and I come from a really small family. I have about eight people in my, in my entire family, including (laughs) extended family. So, um, so I thought, well, you know, it's probably worthwhile to move up to Saskatchewan. Um, I love cold weather. Um, I love the snow. Uh, you know, notwithstanding this summer, um, you know, I don't really like it being rainy all the time, you know, it's very rainy in Portland and Washington where I grew up. And so, uh, it was kind of cool. And then the way that we ended up in, in this area is that, uh, we found this amazing, uh, house, the Brinkworth house in Lipton. Um, so it's a 1907 brick heritage property and I've always wanted to live in an old Victorian home so it was kind of a dream come true actually 
So the house got you this far. Well, that's that, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're mm-hmm. all very, very glad. Um, so I'm going to ask you the question that I've been getting from a lot of people in the last week up here at the gym. Uh, so this is how the question is usually phrased. What are you going to do at health mapping? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just wait. One sec. Okay. Good. Oh. Every once in a while, if the Wi-Fi is interrupted, it gives me a pause. So it's mm. unpaused. Let's keep going. What is health mapping? Okay. Uh, yeah, I was prepared to answer that question. So <laughs> health <laughs> health mapping uh, is a process that helps show a person what areas to emphasize in their life that will have the greatest potential for improving their health. Um, It concentrates specifically on what skills, tools, and techniques um, in these areas will be most beneficial. Skills, tools, and techniques in each of these areas. Can you give me an example of one area that- Yeah, absolutely. You're using the word as a plural, but what would one example be? Yeah, I can actually, um, I can actually give you all four areas that we're oh. going to to look at. Um, okay. We're going to look at someone's physical health. Those are all of the things that that most people consider to be their health. Quote their health. Yeah. Um, we're also going to look at people's interaction and experience as themselves as part of society. So. Okay. Where that kind of lays out, most commonly people understand that as, you know, through Facebook usually, (laughs) which is really interesting. Um, And then, uh, and then we'll look at people's sense of their internal self. Um, And those are things like thinking and emotional regulation and, um, you know, how people have, you know, processed or not processed um, through various traumas that they've had in their life. Um, And we're not going to, go into those traumas that that will not be part of the health mapping it's just to map out if this is an area in your life that is um i guess on a low-hanging fruit for you to have rapid and and powerful growth um in and then the last would be um our social experience so um ourselves as members of a of a smaller cultural groups so that would be like your uh your family your your family of origin your your nuclear family you know your your wife or husband um your kids and then you know out from that your uh any organizations that you're a part of that you know you can name the people within that organization fall into that okay cultural experience yep um and then there's tools and skills inside each of those areas that we will touch on and show how learning and becoming skillful in, in those tools or utilizing those techniques actually help our growth and development in those areas. And then how those different areas impact the other areas. And we're talking about these areas really broadly, but inside each of these areas are, you know, a myriad of different components that we'll be looking at as well. So it's not just like, oh, my emotions and my and my thoughts. Like that sounds really easy to just think about. It it's a little bit more um, nuanced and subtle than that. 
Right. And will it help people or clarify for people the connection between these areas? So a lot of times people, if they're Absolutely. not feeling good a and physically <laughs> not feeling good, they have no connection to the fact that it could be one of the other three areas Absolutely. that is influencing the physical health. And not what I'm hoping is one of the things that comes away from a health mapping workshop because I also am practicing in a holistic realm and from yeah. my so social work, nutrition and physical health and recognizing just how integrated they all are is health mapping is for people to become a little bit more aware of how when say three of these four areas, not necessarily your physical health, but the other three, when there's work that needs to be done, are impacting that fourth area. A hundred percent. The intention is that every single person um, at the end of Friday night will have extreme clarity, a hundred percent like awareness of, oh, this area is, is where I need to concentrate on or right. these skills in this area or in these areas need to be emphasized. And this is why this is how they're connecting to these things. Now, you know, this is not a one-on-one -on -one hands on approach. So everybody's going to be coming in with their own uh, ability to track through the workshop and, and make those connections ultimately on their own. So I can't guarantee that but the intention of the workshop is to facilitate that understanding for sure right and depending on where people's sort of openness to all of this is mm. will also i think influence how much their aha light bulb moment happens but yeah. have, starting that process and starting these conversations is it's like it's a bit of a dimmer switch so turning that light on is a really good thing. Whether or not you get the full light bulb moment, aha, uh -huh, on a Friday night, maybe, maybe not. But it's good to start recognizing and having the conversations of how we're all made up of more than just our physical health. And the reason I'm, I wanted to start with health mapping here at the gym was because I strongly believe a lot of the people that come to my gym, and you don't have to be coming, you don't have to be a member of K2 to be at health mapping. I'm really, really excited that I've already got five people who are not K2 members signed up for health mapping here at the gym. So that's exciting. But I know that the people that have got the physical health in their minds, they've got physical health, that check mark happening. They are moving their bodies on a regular basis to be healthy, but don't always feel good. Mm. And I want to start making the connection between, you know, it's not just about a 30 minute workout as far as checking that box for health. We've, it's a mm. bigger picture than that. And so mm. that's why I really felt like the members that come to this gym, we needed, we need more. We all need more when it comes to our overall health and mapping that or understanding it and having the conversations as to what the other areas are, I think is really important for people's overall longevity and health. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so tell me, okay, so you say there's a workbook. Yes. Describe, uh, describe what it's, I'm walking into health mapping and I'm kind of nervous. 
about coming in. I don't know, like, is it a, is it really touchy feely? Am I going to have to be talking? <laughs> do I have to like bring some Kleenex? Who do I have to sit beside? I want you to break down like <laughs> real simple in case people are feeling a little bit nervous about coming. Cause I can, I understand that. And I'm a pretty confident human and can walk into situations but I, I'm feeling a little nervous about Friday night and wondering just exactly how much I'm having to share with my people. So mm, break that down yep. for us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, and that's a really fair, uh, you know, fair concern and consideration, like, especially in a small town like this, like, um, you know, you don't want to be walking into a, a scenario where you're going to be, you know, poked and pushed and prodded to open up your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely positively not at all what will be happening. Um, it's not really going to be touchy feely mm -hmm. at all. I may model some of the elements that you would maybe uh, consider touchy feely in explanations of certain things but um no one will be called on the carpet to share or need to open up any talking people do will likely be in the form of just questioning um for clarification um the the first 45 minutes or so is largely going to be um you know, maybe half an hour will be largely just explanation of kind of what the model is and and what we are ultimately getting after the intention of the night. And then this, the, the meet in the middle will essentially be a, an exploratory process um, through the assessment of these different areas. And so I will kind of formulate the questions as we're going through the workbook and explain kind of in detail, give examples of the different types of things that those questions are um, hitting at. And the reason that, that, um, that I wanted to do this in a workshop is because essentially these are the same questions that I ask people on their initial intake paperwork. Mm -hmm. And what I've been seeing is that people don't really understand the questions. Yeah. <laughs> and so and there's so much power actually and understanding simply in these questions and going through this, if you're doing so in an introspective, um, you know, space where you're trying to learn from it. You know, most people are in this, when they're filling out intake paperwork to see a doctor, it's like, this is a pain in the butt. This is too long. I'm just going to yeah. get done with this. Right. And so that, that's what this experience is, is really meant to, to be. And then, um, and then at the end, we're going to put it all together and create, um, you know, map, a, a map for yeah. people to understand, well, yeah, what's, what are the skills that we talked about during the workshop that are most relevant to me? Right. Um, you know, because some of them won't, won't be relevant for people at all, you know, and some of them, and if they're not relevant, know, does that mean that they are, things that are coming natural or things that they've already been likely uh, skills and, yeah. and what were the three words skills and yeah skills techniques make, and tools yes. yeah absolutely so you, you know like some people are already some people are already meditating some people have very robust and um and in, incredibly useful um and i 
you know, prayer and meditation practices. Yes. Um, some people are aware of how they're breathing and are consciously using different breathing techniques to regulate their emotions. Some people have a very keen and natural sense of body awareness and how their awareness of sensations and, and feelings inside their body correlate to their emotional state. And they're able to regulate that um, very skillfully, right? So in those cases, you would not need to be learning, you know, how to do that in order to drastically change your health. Like that's not where the, that's not where the crux of your health journey is going to, going to lie. Right. And I am excited about learning. So I I don't necessarily always want to focus on weakness or work my weakness all the time. But at the same Mm. time, when I know I have a go-to strategy that works, that's natural for me, it is one of the skills or techniques that I have mastered, but Mm. yet I'm not always solving the problem. Mm. Using it. Mm -hmm. It's time. That's, it's become like breath work is new for me, but is it ever been a game changer and incredibly helpful? I Mm. was using other techniques and because they were natural and skills and things that I had in my toolbox, they didn't solve the problem. They were just the things that I did when I had a problem Mm. and having new tools has reduced the amount of time that I have those things going on. Those, those, you know, emotional things or, or those tension and all that kind of stuff. The, The ways that I alleviate tension now are changing as I add tools, learning what I didn't know, I didn't know, if that makes any sense. I didn't know that I didn't know. I didn't know that I didn't know that I was breathing terribly. You'd think it's a pretty natural event. Keep the a lot. No, it's not. And when I realized just how ineffective I was breathing and I started to learn how to do it better, then anxiety and tension changed for me. And so what I was doing to solve a problem was my go-to. I'm excited for people to learn that, yeah, you have some skills, you have some tools in your um, little handy bag there, but you don't have them all. And Mm -hmm. when you add a few new ones in, it can be such a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I have another question. Okay. Tell me about, okay, so, so what level of maturity do you think people need to have in order to be there on Friday night? And I ask that because I have two teenage daughters and I know that sometimes you need to have sort of a more mature sense of self in order to be Mm. involved in this kind of a workshop and Mm. 15 year olds don't necessarily have that evolved sense of self yet. They're incredibly self-centered humans. It's a developmental phase that they're not quite on the other side of. So I'm wondering, is it appropriate at all for that age group of people? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. And, um, I, it's a very deep question actually. Uh, And yeah, because, you know, like just the other day, um, well, just yesterday, I had one of the kids from the sports camp come up to me and ask me, uh, you know, what are at home, what are at home exercises or what's a workout routine I can do at home to help me improve in my hockey ability. Right. 
And I thought to myself this morning, kind of put preparing for this podcast interview, I thought, you know, that's a, a really interesting position for a person to put themselves in, to ask another person in authority um, for advice and admit that they don't know what to do. Um, and in one sense, that's, it shows a lack of experience. Um, and we could almost say that it shows, you know, an, an immaturity at one level. And then, but if we juxtapose that with ourselves as adults, most adults don't have that ability right. at all. I, it's actually part say, of, yeah, right. It's like and, part of the problem. <laughs> so, and the older um, you get, the more you worry that you're not going to do it right. And the older you get, the more you worry you're going to hurt yourself doing it. So you know, even you, your confidence level is even less. Yeah. Sometimes. So with experience. Yeah. So I would say that that um, in terms of the health mapping, um, the idea of coming into a workshop like this with an open mind and accepting that there may be things that I don't know that yeah. could help me. Yeah. I think that that's going to ultimately be the level of maturity that's required. And whether that's, whether somebody at 15 has that maturity or whether somebody at 65 does not have that maturity, right. yep. you know, I think that's really the question that needs to be answered. Um, because these are things that we all need to, to learn. You know, we all need to be aware that there are different areas of our lives that are, impacting our happiness and our health and our ability to, you know, interact, um, you know, freely within the world. So, yeah. yeah. And that, that was, answer the question. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. And it almost answers my next question I was going to ask you, which is, is it ever kind of too late for the health mapping? Like, no, no, absolutely I know, not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I wanted you to be able to just explain to people how, it's not like you're going, you're, you're going to map out and find out that, you know, you've kind of been doing it wrong for the last 70 years. So really there's not a lot of point now. Nobody's yeah, going to find well, that out. Yeah. <laughs> and that can be, and that can really be depressing. And, and I, and you know, I appreciate that. Um, and not to get too detailed in the psychology of adult, you know, growth and, and human development, but around the age of, you know, 20, 23, 24 years old, um, we kind of stall out in our emotional, mental growth. Um, and for the most part and culturally, definitely, we kind of see ourselves as these static, you know, personalities that just operate in the world the way that we you know, we're raised or what have you, but, you know, you get phrases like you can't teach an old dog new tricks and things like that. So it's definitely ingrained in our culture and our society that we don't learn and grow as adults. But the thing about that, that's really too bad uh, because it's not true. We do grow yeah. as adults and, and we absolutely grow as adults and we need to consciously grow and develop as, as adults. Um, because when we get into the later stages of life, um, we start to look back on our lives 
and take an inventory and assess how good we've been, how have how has our life matched up to our uh, ethical and moral codes? How have we implemented and followed our principles? You know, how have we, you know, if you're, if you're a Christian or a religiously minded person, you know, this is where you ask yourself questions like, well, did I live up to, you know, the, the code that has been, you know, set down for me by my, you know, religious doctrine, you know? Um, And so that's, you know, those are big, big, big questions (laughs) to ask when we're, when we're, you know, older and, and, uh, but these are the types of things that the health mapping helps unlock and show you, well, like, these are the areas of your life that, you know, you can learn and grow and develop in uh, that are going to be very favorable to you when you start answering those questions later in life. Yeah. Well, I have never believed in you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's been no. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm against it altogether. I'm a better, stronger, happier, healthier human at 46 than I was at 36, and then I was at 26. And look out, because 56 will be better, and then so will 66. <laughs> I am never going to stop wanting to learn mm-hmm. how to be better. Like there's not never going to be, well, I figured it out. I'm done. I think that's the last day. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and- I'm all, I have no intentions of ever getting there anytime soon. And my, the beauty is I don't think I have any silver fits of that minded. Uh, like that's why they're mm. here. They are yeah. stronger, fitter, happier, healthier humans than they were. Like some of them have been here six years now and they are living quality of life better than when they got here. And so yeah. to be able to continue to add techniques and skills to just continue to prolong this quality of life, I think is really important. And it's why I wanted to have this question in, as part of the podcast, because I really believe there isn't anybody who couldn't or shouldn't be benefiting yeah. from health mapping and to be offered this experience um, at the price that you're offering it, it just seems like an opportunity nobody should be missing out on. And even if you're not in the place in life right now to, I'm going to use my little air quotes that I do in every podcast, do. If you aren't in the place in your life where you're planning on doing something Mm. with the information, it's still not useless information. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I would, I would tell a a short story um, to kind of exemplify the idea of of people changing later in life. Um, My dad is 65 or so. And he, for, I don't even know, like the last probably 20 years, he's complained about his work. He's complained about, um, you know, well, maybe, yeah, complained and been kind of unhappy with his, his job situation and kind of people in general. And, you know, he's been semi misanthropic and, you know, but my dad's a pretty healthy guy too. Like he's thin, doesn't have heart problems, pretty much a perfect bill of health. Every time he goes to the doctor, he's a professional airline pilot. And so he interacts with people every day and it's a little bit difficult for him because of, you know, kind of his personality, you know, he's kind of an opinionated guy and, you know, doesn't really like, you know, people who are, uh, 
you know, entitled and things like that. It really rubs right. me the wrong way. Well, last year he had this like incredible, like transformative experience on one of his flights. And it was just like a miraculous, like kind of God thing where he just saw these two women interacting in this really authentic, honest, heartfelt way. And the light bulb kind of went off in his mind that like, he's the facilitator of all of this. That yeah. he's like the he's like the taxi cab driver that's allowing these types of relationships to occur. And he's like, yeah, you know, like people go to weddings and people are going to funerals and it's his job to ensure that they have safe passage, you know, yeah. to their destination, to and from their destination. So in a way, like he really connected to this archetypal role that he's playing in society and it was like really amazing his whole life instantaneously shifted in that moment and I like it, he's almost like not even the same person um so I mean that's a 65 so I mean he says he'll never retire he'll he'll fly until they they tell him he can't fly no more you know so I mean yeah. it's things like that you know and I think a lot of people have that type of relationship to their work to their career maybe their relationship you know maybe their health and you know all of that can change instantaneously i'm not saying yeah. that the health mapping workshop is going to be the thing that instantaneously changes that but you know it yep. it's there the change is yep. there for the taking yeah i think it's so interesting that that's the story you've chosen to share because i'm sitting here in this back room with your website up so that I made sure I was introducing you as correct as I could. And the very first <laughs> line on the meet doctor note is everyone was created for a purpose. Mm. And I just thought as, as you're telling your story and I'm reading that line and I'm listening to your dad up until his light bulb moment, maybe didn't recognize that his purpose is that he is to be transporting these people through these various <laughs> parts of their lives and when he figured out what that, what his purpose was, it was life altering. And yeah. I, I have known, I have felt like I've known my purpose most of my life. Like, and I've, and most of the decisions I've made have been driven by that. And my purpose has shifted. Like when I started having kids, my purpose was to be their mom. So every decision I made after that was around what do these kids need at this point? And how do I do all the other things so that I'm making sure that's being met? And as they, their needs shifted, so did my purpose in this world. But knowing it has been that grounding force for me and make, making decisions really kind of easy. I'm a pretty mm -hmm. decisive, decisive human because I feel like, well, if it's serving my purpose, which I know what that is, then it's a good decision. Mm -hmm. And when I make a bad decision, it's usually because it's taking me away from the purpose. Mm, absolutely yeah that's cool thanks for that story um is there anything else that we haven't talked about on this podcast that would be helpful to the people coming here and feeling comfortable to come here what happens after oh yeah that was the last question that i have on this paper is when they're done this three hours if they are wanting to do something if they're yeah. wanting to develop stronger techniques if they're wanting to take an area that they realized is of the three of the four areas, this one really needs some work. What happens next? Yeah. So, so 
the workshop is my attempt at turning my initial intake, which is 90 minutes, uh, into a group process, you know, which yeah. allows people to essentially get all of the things that they would get out of an initial visit with me um, in that workshop. And when I sit with people initially, um, we map out what they need to do. And whether that's, you know, do counseling or whether that's breath work or whether that's, you know, guidance and eating or whether that's relationship counseling or whether that's, um, you know, what have you. And I know between, you know, you and I, Holly, like there's a lot of next step opportunities that people would have. You know, I would say that, you know, if somebody doesn't know how to eat correctly, um, that they probably need guidance in that area. Um, and that's something that you do. If some, most people that I, that I sit with need some type of counseling. And I know that's something that you do. Yeah. Um, and if people want to work with me specifically, I, I work, um, I work with, uh, an interesting and very unique and powerful type of counseling um, where I, I try to operate at the deepest level possible um, at all times. Um, and I work with the Enneagram, um, which is a personality testing method that we advocate all of our clients go through. And it, it helps isolate those um, kind of shadow elements in somebody's life that needs to be it, or in their personality yeah. that need to be yeah. worked with more specifically. So, um, so yes, I'm, I'm available to, to schedule appointments with, uh, and, and we can go from there. And I think at the end of the, um, at the end of the workshop, people will intuitively know, um, you know, whether or not they need to schedule with you, Holly, whether they would be, you know, serve better scheduling with me, whether they need nutritional guidance, you know, all of that, that's the yeah. purpose of the mapping session to know kind of what the de next steps are. Right. And yeah. if they were at the mapping workshop on the Friday night here at the gym, and then they wanted to see you, do they need to go through the initial intake process no. with you? No, nope. yeah. they just, like, no, nope. they're just going to. a huge, huge benefit, no. people. Are you listening to this? If you are, <laughs> if you are kind of wandering and doing the dishes while you listen to this podcast, tune in right now and listen. If you go through it on Friday night and you pay $65 to do the health mapping workshop, the, the intake process, this is what this is. And so then if making an appointment with Dr. Node after that for follow-up does not mean you have to go through all of the paperwork yeah. and that intake process again, which is sometimes like I've had my kids go through some health things. When Kenzie was between zero and three years old, we had her at a lot of specialists. And I'm telling you, Sometimes the decision when I was exhausted and not sleeping was, I just don't want to fill out this paperwork anymore. Why can this system not, I'm answering the same question for literally the 40th time. Yeah. You know, talk about yeah. the delivery, blah, 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 blah. Like I've answered these questions. Why can't these specialists share this piece of paper? And when you get people who are to the point where they're really needing to seek counseling and seek service of some sort and support, and, and that level of um, defeated exhaustion of being in the system, 
So there are a lot of people who have been in the system, medical system for a long time and might be interested in wanting to try this health mapping out, just see what that gives you and then be interested in going that next level. But having been in the system for a while makes them not want to do that initial consult, but always sounds like it's just going to be a lot. They're doing, yeah. it. they're doing it on their own on the Friday night and kind of creating that map that they can then use with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it really, it'll, it show it's a win-win for both of us, right? It right. shows yeah. if you're, if you're at the workshop, you're going to know definitively whether this is the type of, of health relationship, healing relationship that you want to be a yeah. part of that you think is going to actually benefit you. And on my end, I know that if you book an appointment with me and we start working together, that you know what type of work to expect that we're not, yes. you know, um, that you're not expecting me to just give you a bunch of supplements and kind of, you know, put a bandaid yeah. on, on things. So, and that's great for me because I don't like doing that. <laughs> right. Well, and most people, uh, the bandaid only lasts so long and then they don't know what else they need, but if they could yeah. start with, or maybe they're not starting with, maybe they've had all kinds of band-aids over the course of their life, but I, I do truly value the kind of work that you're doing and feel like if I could get more people to recognize that whole person perspective and the all four parts, all four areas are working together. And when they're not, they're not working. Um, I really think that'll benefit a lot of people, which is why I'm super excited. And so if you are still here and listening, uh, I will repeat one more time that on August the 19th from Nodes doing health mapping here at the gym. Uh, there will be a cap on it because we have to fit everybody at a table and a chair with a workbook. So I don't, we don't totally know what that number is. We've talked about 25 being the top end of that evening. So if you haven't already signed up, but you are interested in doing so, reach out to me or just go into Zen Planner. If you're one of my members, you can sign up right there and pay for it oh, right man. on Zen Planner. It's easy, so it's cool. all set up and good to go. Thank you so much. Do you have any final words of advice for us on Wednesday? Oh man. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess probably be the change that you want to see in the world. Be the change. There you go. There's a lot yep. I can see changing in this world. So that seems, you know, what's changing cool. here. Be excited. Ooh. We've got we've got the rentals happening at the gym, everybody. Offices so going in. Yeah. Dr. Node and I are having offices next to each other and the walls go up this week. So if you oh my are gosh. coming into the gym, uh, take a look and check out how we will soon be hanging out with one wall between us. Oh, man. That's exciting. Cool. I'm exciting. stoked. Okay. Well, All right. I will talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you on the 19th. Else, see you on the 19th. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Monday Matters, leave her a review, and share this episode on your social media. Should you have any questions about what you listen to or want more information, reach out and send her a message at K2 Thriving Motherhood on Instagram and Facebook. She loves hearing from her listeners and responds to each one personally. See you next time.